Hi, and welcome back to the Students in Stereo podcast. I'm your host, Tegan Elliott, and today's episode is just me. Uh, I wanted to come on and talk to you guys about the Middlesbrough footy game, uh, or match rather, that I went to. So, sorry, let me readjust here. Um, okay, the game. So, Joe and I went up to his home in his village where I had a chicken parmo which is different than like a chicken parmesan so like I think because it's chicken parmesan has like the marinara right but the parmo it's like a bechamel sauce and cheese and the fried chicken um so we had one of those it's like a I think it's just a northern specialty Correct me if I'm wrong. I wish I had someone here. Like last time, if I had Erica here or Joe here, they'd be like, no, 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 this is, this is how it is. I think it's just like a Northern thing. So I had a chicken parmo and it was delicious. And I, oh, they also had like, you get like different special versions. So they had one where it was like the, the Royal or whatever. And it had like the caramelized onions and it had goat's cheese though. So I was said to the guy, I was like, oh, can I get it with the goat's cheese but on the side? He was like, so you want, just the goat's cheese. And I was like, just the goat's cheese on the side, but I want the other stuff. And he was really perplexed by this. And I really, I, I, also with my accent, I was like, oh no, like actually, yeah, no, um, just no goat's cheese. Cause I wanted to at least give it another whirl. You know what I mean? Like does, does everyone have like the type of food that they just, they didn't like years ago. And now they're like, oh, I'll give it. I'll give it a whirl. But I didn't want to ruin my whole meal, obviously. Anyway, I uh, had my chicken parmo. Then I uh, went on a nice little stroll through the village. I was being such a villager. Like I get like the manor homes. Also, this was something I don't know if I've previously talked about before. But um, when they say that like someone lives like on an estate, like the estate homes or whatever, I thought that sounded very nice. I was like, oh, I live on an estate. Bougie. No, the council estates, um, it's like, I, I think it's, um, I, I probably should have looked this up before I was going to give the definition. I don't know the exact definition. I think it's just like, it's rougher housing. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, so yeah, I thought that the council estates were going to be lovely bougie places because an estate to me, I don't know if this is just a me thing or if it's an American thing, but I was like, oh, right. An estate. This is going to be a bougie place. Twas not a bougie place. But the one I was looking at was nice. So I don't think it was like that rough. Um, oh, also, this was funny. Speaking of rough places. So after... Um, okay, no. I, I'm getting ahead of myself. The Middlesbrough game. This is not the rough place in the story, believe it or not. Uh, Middlesbrough game. Match. Sorry. Um, so I pull up in my merch. It was a sunny, beautiful day. We got really, really lucky. Um, it was sunny it was Plymouth versus Middlesbrough in Borough so we took some pictures outside because I wanted to send some to the fam and then uh, also okay tickets let, let, let's talk pricing if I went to this game in Seattle I'd say you're easily looking at around like a $200 ticket I think that's like around what the Seahawks tickets are $200 so this ticket in dollars was probably around $40 for a ticket. Great. Um, we get in with myself, Joe, Erica, her boyfriend, and her brother and her cousin came. 
all super lovely. Um, if any of them are listening, you guys are really nice. And we went in and had, I don't know if you guys saw on the Instagram stories, had a pint. And again, this is something with my American experience, like with the Seattle Kraken games, if you get a can of Corona, like the beer, it's it was $18, I believe, which is what, 15 pounds? That's insane. That's insane. And so I was ready for them to like rape us of our money for beer inside. Because when Joe's like, oh, we'll get a pint inside. I was like, okay, I'm expecting like minimum eight pound slash nine, ten dollar beer. Really, that was what I was thinking the minimum was going to be. No, it was like four pound fifty. And I was like, that's reasonable pricing for, especially, I mean, because he lives, that's how much a pint is nowadays. So I was... I was taken, I was taken aback, I was taken by surprise. So I had my lovely pint. Oh, this was the best part, guys. When Erica said, oh, I need to go to the toilets. I went, oh, I'll come with you, yeah. Ready to stand in line, have a little chat with her. There was no queue. Why? Because there were like no women at this game. It was definitely a man's world. And... I really, this was a, this was a highlight to me. I'm telling you of the experience is that there was a queue for the men's, but the women's, no, it was amazing. And there were all these stalls in there as well. And I was like, how many women do they think are coming to these? Like, uh, yeah, didn't have to wait. It was clean. It was nice. There was no one in there. I took a photo. I was like, Erica, get in. I'm taking a 0.5. Um, it was quite funny. Uh, yeah, so then we went up to our seats. Okay, and apparently there's some famous, I say famous, there's some well-known Plymouth fan. I don't know his name. Again, I wish Joe was here because then he could tell me what his name was. Um, who, he has like a famous YouTube slash Instagram slash TikTok presence. And he goes to all the games, away, home, the whole shebang. He's one of those like diehard fans. And he was there, but he was in the... Plymouth stands, obviously. So he was in like the the opposition section. And it was full. They all wore their green. We all wore our red. And yeah, he was having a great time because Plymouth was winning. Because Borough was pretty shit, um, unfortunately, for this game I was at. But I was still loving the vibes. Like live, laugh, love in the vibes. Had my pint, was there with my friends. Uh, it was a nice day. Honestly, I was... Oh, and I was also in my big poncho coat. So I looked like a wag. It was great. And, um, yeah, unfortunately we, we weren't great. But this is the thing is this was my first time really seeing like a football match that isn't on TV. Like this is the first in-person one I've gone to, at least one that I can remember. And what I found to be really interesting was that, I mean, yeah, I could tell, I was like, mm, this isn't as exciting as on TV. And obviously it's going to be different to TV because TV is able to cut and give you like the hot feeds and they were also not like sorry I'm totally getting sidetracked but my overall point was with that is that I could tell that the caliber of the player wasn't what I'm used to seeing on tv obviously for like world cup right like if that's what I'm used to I was like oh okay but in some ways I kind of I liked it more because then they felt like more like real people I don't know if that makes sense uh also but this is where I was going with my earlier point was that like jumbotron cameras and stuff in stadiums it feels like the seattle Kraken, especially and a lot of like u.s games there's this need to entertain at all times and it feels like you are paying a lot of money not just for the game but for the entertainment factor 
especially with the Seattle Kraken tickets that are so bloody expensive, is you are being entertained like you have an opening ceremony they've got games they've got giveaways they've got prizes you've got so many screens and things like to look at to see the game even though it is in front of you with this stadium it's obviously not as big as like climate Punta arena or anything like that but there was one screen off to my right because we were in south side of the stadium so we were like next to the away fans so it was like that we got that friendly competitive edge you know um, and I didn't even see it until like near the end of the game because like you are seeing the actual players and the actual ball like you don't need the whole screens and the entertainment and stuff and then during halftime they had some kids like kick a ball into the net and it was all for the kids you know and so we went downstairs and had another pint which again wasn't crazy expensive uh, so yeah some chance this is what I wanted to get into so I was sat near the back and this is where we had like some chappy people that were like banging on like the back metal part of the wall going like bang, 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 bang. Oh, and then you had like some like 10 year olds and then we try to copy them and swear to like try and be cool. There was this cute kid. She was maybe like what five or something and she was flipping off like the opponents and her dad was picking her up. It was it was actually kind of cute. It was funny. Um, but no. So one of the chants. OK, I'm probably going to butcher this. Um it would, it goes like, you are my Bora, my only Bora. You make me happy when skies are gray. You'll never know how much I love you. So don't take my Bora away. <laughs> and you had like grown men like just singing this song. Um, that was, that, that was actually, I feel like I've done a lot of embarrassing stuff on this pod, but that to me was the most embarrassing thing I've done. I apologize. I, I, I'm cringing at myself. Don't even worry about it. Um, so there was that chant. Then there, um, there was, did, did they ever say, let's go Bora? Let's go Bora. Bang, 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 bang. And yet yeah, they had a couple other chants that aren't coming to mind because that one really stood out to me because it took me by surprise. Anyway, we unfortunately lost to zero. Um, but I had my little jersey and I oh, I asked Joe, I was like, should I wear like fake face paint? He said no and I'd get bullied. So I didn't do that. Uh, then uh, we took the train. The trains were really full. Like, tell me why. I got just an email from Trainline saying starting on Sunday, the tickets are going to go up by 4.9% in prices. So if I want, I can buy some now. I, excuse me. I'm not buying because like these trains I'm telling you were full every train we went on Joe and I could barely we either didn't get a seat or we'd get a seat like they would overbook all these trains it was hectic it was so crazy and this wasn't just for the game this was like leaving New York this was getting around like more local stuff this wasn't just leaving the game kind of experience I'm sorry um so that train line I don't know what's going on with the trains right now in England but there's always a strike. There's always something going on. Uh, so stay safe out there. Find reliable modes of transportation. Uh, so we got the train. Uh, barely managed to get on uh, to go to Newcastle. So that was really fun. So um, the rowers um, at the uni had a race in Newcastle. And Joe and I, like I've already seen in the last episode, for a lot of reasons, weren't racing this weekend or this past weekend. But we went up for the night out after to celebrate their afters and be celebratory so uh, um shout out joe's friend josh very gracious house all his housemates were lovely and 
Joe and I got a Tesco meal deal for dinner, being students. But before we did that, rewind. Josh's place is about a 20-minute walk from the station because he goes to Newcastle Uni. And Newcastle Uni, it's kind of like, I wouldn't say it's like an NYU, but it it is a city-based university. It's not a campus-based university like York is. So um, we were walking through the city and Apple Maps took us. I said to Joe, I'm like, there are two ways. I'm like, we either go to the main street or we go down this way. He's like, let's go this way. And it took us through this like, neighborhood that was pretty rough it was pretty rough but joe was like shitting bricks and it was really funny he's like right 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 like we had to we started going down this one path and there was this guy on the right like smoking weed and then i was like, oh no joe like we actually like we went the wrong way like we have to go we have to backtrack and then go back down a different way and he's like right i know it, it was so funny to me. I saw like I wasn't seeing. I didn't see any needles. I didn't see any like. To me, it was rough. It wasn't great. But I feel like. I feel like there was worse. God bless Joe. He he was a little frightened. It was really funny. Then we finally made it to Josh's. And I will say we went first through some. It wasn't just like about it being a little sus and a little sketch. It was we had to, we were going through this like housing community. And we, yeah, we were just blindly following maps. I was like, this is, um, this is how people end up in documentaries. <laughs> so we found the made to Josh's, had our Tesco meal deal, preed, got ready, went out to Keyset Spoons, shout out Keyset Spoons, um, which was like the other side of town from where we were. And then, yeah, we went, uh, ended up in Tropicana for a bit as well drinks were so spendy i was like oh i can't afford this also i'm pretty sure nearby there's some club that kanye west either like went to or got arrested near do 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 some research if you're interested in that it was near the tropicana in newcastle and then we went to um the men and the women this made me a little sad initially um the men and the women were preying separately and i did not realize this so when joe had said that like oh like we're gonna meet the men i was like oh well like are the women not there? And he said, no. And I was texting, but the thing is the reception was so terrible in Newcastle. I don't know if this was just, if you have Vodafone or just Newcastle, but anywhere people were sending texts, they either weren't receiving them or they weren't going through. So I was texting my friend Connie on the team uh, about where they were at and she couldn't get any of these texts and some, a lot of them weren't going through either. So I ended up just then praying with the guys and I was like, I'm going to be a bro girl. Like this is not my intent. So... Uh, it ended up being fine, though. Um, I I was just one of the boys. <laughs> no. Um, it, it was fun. I felt like a bra girl, though. Uh, but that was quickly remedied when we got to Soho Room, which is the club we went to. And definitely, here's the thing is, again, like, York clubs are so small compared to, like, the club I went to for my birthday in Nottingham. It was, like, a, it, it was like a massive warehouse, okay? Like, York clubs are quite small. And I will say that definitely put into perspective for me. I didn't want to go to Savos for a while after that because Nottingham was so incredibly fun. Like, with the pickleback shot that I was telling Erica about last episode, like, the bars were fun. There was live music. And then the club was huge and massive and fun. So I will say Soho Room, um, how would I say, like, the square footage... And, like, the area you had on a floor was small, but there were multiple floors and multiple rooms. So, like, I'd say the second floor was, like, 
the fullest room. It was the biggest, had the most floor space, but was jam-packed. So we were like, right, we need to get out of here. So we start going upstairs to room, to room, to room. And there's all these rooms and there's a room with like some poles and there's like, we got dancers and then like you go to a different room and it's got a disco ball and all that. They have different vibes and different music. So that was really, really cool. Um, yeah. Oh my God. No, it was so funny. And then there were these two rowers. Um, they were drinking um moretti like the the beer just in like the glass bottle and they were saying it was getting like quite warm so i was like oh let me get like two glasses of ice and in my head i thought that they would just like take some of the ice out and then pour the beer in just to cool it down a bit i know it's like sacrilege to put ice in your beer but i was like it's not great we're in a club like but instead they put the bottles in the ice cup and I was like, I actually, I guess that works. Um, so I hadn't thought of that. So I guess that's something you can do if you, if you, if you're feeling you just truly cannot put the ice in the beer together. Um, yeah. Other than that, highlight of my night was oh, after I left, I went to Greg's and at half two in the morning, I got a sausage roll and they were out of steak bakes. So I spontaneously got a corned beef bake, which, mm, Mm-mm-mm. I got I got a bone to pick with this corned beef bake thing. It is it like because the steak bake. Okay, so for those who don't know, let me get comfortable here. The steak bake is like chunks. Okay, so you have like a, a you have a pastry. Okay, think about a square pastry, and inside said pastry you've got like gravy, steak, onions, bits of beef. Like I think it is delectable. The corned beef bake is also that square the bake with the pastry right but on the inside it had like um a blended meat consistency it's like they took the corned beef and they blended it with spices and shit i could not get over the texture um but drunk i mean i still like i i ate part of it because i was like oh i paid for that and then realized halfway through i was like Tegan, you really don't like this. What are you doing? Uh, and then I also had the sausage roll dough um, and a water. Bless up. Yeah, and then we got back and then uh, – and Joe got Taco Bell, which felt very American. And I also recently found out that they um, – the Taco Bell here, I think that they used to do the Dorito Taco, but they don't do it anymore. Because, okay, I went to Dorito – I went to Taco Bell – last spring and they did not have it so be warned if you're a taco bell dorito a dorito taco stan they i don't think they have it or they have it at select locations something along those lines uh also i was talking to my composers for my short for my short film shout out lilac fall uh and they were telling me that they thought it was really surprising when they met an american that um that went to the university or went to university in the states um, saying how there's this whole dedication and fans and money put into university sport for like viewership. So people will watch university football and fill out and sell out a stadium to watch it. That really surprised them. I was like, well, when you put it like that, yeah, I don't like no one comes like University of York football and sells out like a stadium for it you know what I mean like it's not that competitive um so if you're British and did not know that now now you do yeah so um 
Oh god, this is so bad. I really should have done more research beforehand. Um, there's this big game. Is it? Is it the Apple Cup? Oh no, this is really bad. I think like I should look this up. Mm, there's this big game basically in the states for university American football, and the university the University of Washington made it back in early January. They made it to the finals in. Um, New Orleans, which they haven't done in like years and years and years. So this was a big deal for Washington fans. So I had a lot of friends that went down for the game. Uh, it was really, it was, it was a big deal. It was, it was a lot of fun. Or was the final in, I feel like it was in New Orleans. Was New Orleans or Texas? The semifinals, okay. The semifinals and the finals, one of them was New Orleans, one was Texas, sorry. Um, so I had a lot of friends that flew down to said final, and it was crazy. Like, I mean, you have these diehard university sport fans that will fly around the country, last minute, drop a hat, you never know, like, for these games. And I I was actually kind of loving it, I'm not gonna lie. I thought I was really loving, like, the excitement for Washington fans. Um, and I know that the band conductor, they did a piece with him like on the news for the marching band. It was his last like year of teaching. And so it was pretty cool that he got to like this, like this, that's a, that's like going out with, with a bang. Like he doesn't think he would ever like make it back to that kind of game again. So that, that was pretty cool for him. Um, yeah, that was my big, anyway, that was my weekend. It was pretty chaotic. Oh, and then, to top it all off, I can't believe I almost forgot this part. On the Sunday when I got back, Joe's parents made me a Sunday roast for lunch. Isn't that lovely? They made me the pork, and I didn't realize the pork crackling. They make it's like the top of the pork, so he like like Joe's dad scored it on the top and put it in the oven and with like the hot oil and stuff, and it made the crackling. Oh, I was obsessed. It was a little salty, but it was like oh, chef's kiss. I I I love pork crackling. It's I do enjoy. So we had the pork crackling, we had the pork, the gravy, just my big Yorkshire puddings, they were perfect, roast potatoes, the veg, I was spoiled, like, they definitely spoiled me, so I had some good eats while I was up north, and yeah, I definitely enjoyed. Uh, then I got back, and this week has been very sim heavy, uh, we film in less, no, we film in about a week, yeah, and sound wise... Uh, I think I have all my ducks in a row. I'm very excited. Uh, and then afterward, I'm actually really looking forward to the post-production process because I want to see it. I want to see it come together. I want to hear it. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, and, ooh, I am updating my resume. And I'm a little stressed. It's a lot of work. And I, I've i never put together like a creative CV. Also, this is something I've also noticed here is because in the States, it's your resume. You put together your resume. You give your resume when you apply for a job here. It's your CV. I don't think there's much of a difference. It's pretty much the same thing. I think they just call it differently. Anyway, I'm sure there is a difference. I just, like, in the brief research I've done, they're, there's probably minute differences. But in in all, they are the same. Uh, so I put together my CV slash resume. And... It's a, yeah, a creative resume. I didn't really, I'm doing some research because it's, I have like my work one where if I, like when I apply to like different jobs and stuff like that has my 
orchestra from like the states but not a creatively driven one where talk about films i've worked on like that feels quite rogue <laughs> so yeah i'm going to wrap up this episode here i'm sorry it's kind of short guys uh but last week's episode was really long so please do forgive um i have a fun weekend planned i have i don't know if you guys remember fran it's her birthday today when this drops so happy birthday fran and uh we're doing a big house well she's doing a big house party for her birthday tomorrow so i'm excited for that and um meeting up with more friends on friday like i feel that school's gonna get really busy after easter break for sure because that's when we got dissertation season and everything also these leggings if you're seeing this on youtube do you see this i have these really long leggings and i think they're supposed to go over the ankle but it just looks quite odd and i feel like a penguin i don't know how to explain it um yeah sorry guys i'm feeling quite lulu um so that's gonna be the end of the episode here thank you guys so much for listening you can find this anywhere podcast can be found at the pink pocket cast spotify apple podcast all the places and also follow us on youtube at students in stereo and if you're watching us on youtube slay uh yeah thanks guys see y'all next week bye